Hi, today on Instigating Women and Friends, Kate and I talk about Gallup. Gallup is an organization that's done research, science-based, evidence-based for many, many years and, and very well known. They also have a Gallup Clifton Strengths Assessment that again, they, they can use worldwide with leaders. And so I was certified in 2020. Kate's just been spending this week getting certified herself. And we talk a little bit about the benefits of using this assessment for yourself um, and even for your teams. And so there's a lot of upside in this. Main points being focus on your strengths, focus on those places of energy for you, whether it's professionally or personally. Um, many of us like to think we can do everything really well. And then we wonder why we end up burnt out and overwhelmed and have this expectation that uh, we do everything ourselves. And that's why if we don't focus on our strengths, if we don't focus on those uh, projects or the work that just gives us energy um, so that we can continue to rekindle that energy into the next day and the next project, uh, that's when we get stuck is when we think we can really focus on the whole list. So if you have interest, you can go directly to Gallup and take the assessment and get your results. You can work with a coach that is Gallup certified to help you understand the results and then embed uh, your Gallup strengths with your plans for progress, whether that is leadership or whether that's personal, uh, personal progress on, on anything that you really have a goal to achieve. Um, they also have a lot of tools about health and well-being, and they have research about health and well-being worldwide. They can separate that data by gender and sometimes by profession, but certainly by geography. So just a lot of interesting stuff. So if nothing else, I recommend that you do go to the Gallup site, find out a little bit about research, find out a little bit about trends, and, and see if there's anything that resonates with you. Hi, Kate. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So instigating women and friends. We don't have a friend today. Liz is off doing some other things. So Kate and I thought that we could really talk about an assessment that she and I both now share as she's gone through Gallup certification this week. And I'll just start and turn it over to Kate since she's been immersed in it uh, for quite a few days here. Um, but I chose to be certified in Gallup because A, they've got a great name for science and data and research uh, around the globe. And number two, just a lot of credibility um, about the products that they're able to produce and the Gallup Clifton Strengths Report itself. Um, after going through many, many assessments in my coaching program to learn, I felt like that report just really spoke volumes to me, uh, was right on and put it in some plain language that I was able to help myself learn how to focus. Uh, but then it also easily extrapolates to teams. And then lastly, I'll just say, even though the word strength is used in the teaching, at least when I was taught, they talked a little bit about energy and mm -hmm. the top areas being sources of energy and the bottom areas in the rank order being areas where we just don't have that. And that really helped me immensely, um, who, you know, one that always loves to be perfect, 
um, thought, okay, I can lean into that. And that really can then get me on a path toward resilience and, and re-energizing. So Kate, I will turn it over to you and see where you want to go in this discussion today about Gallup. Yeah, sure. So I think the first thing is to just take a step back and explain what strengths is for those who haven't ever done it. Um, it's been around for a really long time, um, but I'm still surprised over um, there's a whole swath of the population that that still isn't familiar with it. So um, the strengths-based approach is a is a and it's assess, it's an assessment that gives you a ranking of 34 strengths that's based upon um, loads and loads of data that they have um, that they've come through for. And the idea is is that <clears throat> you um, you have these talents or these strengths, um, and those are the ones who show up the most in your assessment. Those are the strongest ones. And then you might have um, lower strengths that you don't use as much. Maybe you don't have as much energy around as you were saying. Um, or um, and then the very bottom ones, um, maybe it's it's much like if you would think about like you can write really fast with write, write your name or or anything really fast with your right hand. And one of these lesser talents, um, it would be like writing your name with your with your foot, right, right, with your toes. Um, it'd just be it's harder for you. Um, what I really like to like about it is the, that focus that we have, uh, strengths and that just natural talents that if we take some time to invest in growing them and developing them, they can be real strengths in both our work for workplace and in our lives, um, and that they can complement each other. Um, so, you know, you can have a strength in a particular area and I can have a different strength in a particular area. And then we can come together and collaborate um, to reach a goal together. And it can be a better and easier goal and, and better, more impactful goal than what we would have done singularly because we combine those strengths for a superpower. Um, the the last four days were pretty intense. Um, a lot of Zoom time, a lot of, uh, a lot of red eyes. Um, but I learned a ton about myself and I learned a ton about um, making managers and teams more effective. Um, and I know that you've done a, uh, a Teams event with Strength Finders and I haven't, I haven't done that yet, but I just wonder what your experience was with that and, and what the impact was of it. Yeah, when I, I've done a couple and I ask each participant to complete the, the Gallup assessment. And sometimes we talk individually ahead of time. Um, many times we don't though. And we'll I'll just come in and share with them their individual report, make sure they have it to refer to. But then also I'm ready with a composite report, uh, like a poster size for the wall and make sure I get their permission to share. And, and if not, I take a few things off at their request. Um, because part of this is the person validating that what comes up in this report really does resonate with them. So I like that, that there's this flexibility. And at the end of the day, when these team reports use that composite, it's amazing how people are able to visually see what they generally feel. And so, for example, I had one team where there was a partner in a consulting firm and a pretty new member of the team, although at a VP level, so high level, but fairly new. And halfway through, we were going around and, and 
asking questions like, based on what you see, what can I myself do better? And the partner almost broke down and said, I have to tell you, this VP, that I'm sitting here feeling terrible because it's smacking me in the face that what I can do better is to quit assuming what you're good at, because I recognize that everything I've asked you to work on for the last six months um, has been exactly everything that you hate, <laughs> everything that causes you to deplete energy. And then I wonder why you're cranky all the time and why we've been kind of doing this. So she offered him a public apology and then said, I had no idea you were good at those things I'm seeing up on the wall. And so now I'm, I think what I can do for you is to pull you into those kinds of projects and pull you in earlier. And, and frankly, I, I think that'll make this whole team function so much better. So on the one hand, I feel terrible. On the other hand, I'm so excited. And that just brought a whole new energy to the room and a whole level of excitement, mostly because she was authentic, yeah. mostly because she took this uh, seriously. And, and she was able to, you know, publicly apologize, which just meant a lot. Yeah. I think those are the kind of conversations I don't think they would have ever had, um, without this team process. Yeah. It really talking about empathy and appreciation, like yeah. appreciating someone, not for what they are bad at, but what they thrive at. And then in this <laughs> largely knowledge-based economy, we can choose to do things that leverage our strengths. Um, and so the that the other thing that struck me yesterday, we talked a lot about teams and just the ability to get people to feel like they belong mm -hmm. because we're recognizing what they're good at. And we're not assuming what they are or aren't good at just because of their title or because of what we say or because of what we do. So yesterday I was um, really talking about, you know, one of my top strengths is, is um, activator, which is kind of a, let's just hurry up and go and do something. Like mm -hmm. there's, a problem, there's a problem we have to solve, let's just go do. Mm -hmm. And then one of my other top strengths is responsibility, which is you've come to me with a problem and I will say, yes, I will go fix it. Because <laughs> I am responsible. Because I said I would. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, I'll get started really fast. <laughs> let you know that where I'm at. Um, and I reflected back on the level of burnout that I had had over the past few years and just reflecting on like, gosh, if my boss had known that these were my strengths and that I was never going to say no to anything, mm -hmm. maybe we could have had a more active, uh, prioritization conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's an activity where you say, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I need from everybody. Uh, here's what I, uh, I can't remember what the third box is. Maybe you can. And then the bottom one is, this is what I need from you. And it's just, you know, an easy way of saying, here's how to work with me. And just cutting through all of the assumptions and into those real discussions that we don't tend to have because they're really vulnerable exactly and 
even if you don't go completely vulnerable, just to in a team environment, see what's on the bottom of everyone's list mm -hmm. and then compare, you know, who's got that thing at the top of their list. Mm. Um, I, what I've heard in all the discussion is people assume if they suck at something or can't stand something, then no one else likes it either. Mm. And some of the most engaging conversations have been by those that love that thing. And they're like, no, I'd love to do that. Especially when the boss doesn't like to do something. And so then sometimes the boss might stay over after hours to do that thing because they assume no one else wants it either. And especially right now, nobody wants to overwhelm anyone. And uh, it's been funny. People are like, if you would just give me that thing, A, it drives us crazy to see you staying after to do that thing, which you don't love to do, which means you don't do it very well. Um, <laughs> and B, it would actually make us feel good and respected and valued if you'd actually let us do this stuff for you and with you and for the team. And so, yeah, that's where the magic comes in is everyone's list is rank ordered differently. Yeah. Well, and I think what I, I didn't grasp, because again, I've been working with Gallup for a long time, but not having taken the certification, what I didn't gra grasp was so how personalized it is to each individual. Yeah, that it's not just a report that says that activators at the top for me, and it's the same for everybody with activator, they take the different elements of the report, and they say what my activator given the rest of my rank order strengths really means to me. Uh -huh. So I felt seen in my report. And then I also learned about, which again, I didn't realize was a thing, um, because I'd only done this from a teams based uh, perspective that you can sit down with a coach and, and develop an action plan around how you're going to use your strengths to, um, to accomplish your next quarter's goals, your next six months goals, um, how you're going to design like your work around your strengths. Um, and so I hadn't even really thought about that. And I learned so much over the last few, few days, just around myself and, and how they were. What's interesting though, is we've talked about this in the past. Um, my strengths, um, they're, they're typically, they don't shift, but um, I took the test about 15 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, and I retook it for this certification and mine are different, mm. but I went through a really big identity change and the pandemic, I think made them, made it different. Um, so I think, you know, as, as we kind of crawl out of the pandemic era, um, there's an opportunity to really rethink you know, where we are with our strengths, what they are and how to best leverage them. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I know when I took the certification in 2020, they said very few things change even in the top five, but certainly the top 10. And yet I've had several clients where things changed for one or two, where they dropped from their top 10, low middle, and sometimes to the bottom. And so I agree with you. I Maybe things don't change much when there's a little bit of status quo, um, but with the pandemic, with working at home, with people really having this time to reflect like never before, um, and you know, let's be clear, it's a self-assessment. So 15 years ago, you assessed yourself 
as something that's very different than today. And given the change, uh, it, it makes sense to me, which is why originally I thought, you know, I'll take Gallup once and never come back. And those will be more strengths. Um, I think it is a good idea now to just take it every couple of years, definitely work with a coach. Um, I think the confidence that it builds in yourself as a person, just to be able to articulate what your sources of power are, what your sources of energy are, even to double check yourself. Are you leaning into those areas so that you can be resilient, prevent burnout? Mm -hmm. And if your boss doesn't ask, you've got the tools now to have that conversation and take charge of that conversation. Um, yeah. Find an accountability buddy to be sure you are focused in those areas at least 80% of the time and not trying to get better at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing that I would end with is, you know, what occurred to me last uh, yesterday at the end of the day, I was like, wow, this really is a really nice way of articulating um, in a in a very short sentence what you're good at. Mm -hmm. Put it on LinkedIn, put it on your resume, but then taking that and saying, okay, what kind of job am I looking for? Mm -hmm. You know, as a as a screening tool, does this job have the things that I want? Does it require a huge amount of discipline? And that's 25 on my list. Mm -hmm. The best fit, right? Pulsing the people that you're interviewing with. Is this the right job that's going to leverage my strengths that that are that are this, this, and this, um, where I know I can be happy, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. things always change, but as a as a just a, a really nice way of kind of putting yourself out there and also as a screening mechanism. Absolutely. I, that's just empowering. And I do believe people forget from time to time that when they're looking for a job or interviewing for a position, it's a negotiation. It's two way. And so the more you know about yourself, what you want, but just as powerful, the more you know you don't want Mm -hmm. to help you build those boundaries is really just critical to select that next best thing. Um, you asked about the teams and something that's come up every time that I laugh about as the people get their results, they, they look at the bottom 10 and go, damn it, but that's what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, yes. And I always grew up wanting straight, long, beautiful, sleek hair. <laughs> and I can get that if I spend hours straightening. So it's possible, just like your bottom 10. But come on, isn't it easier just to go with your natural strengths? And, and so they get there. And isn't it more fun to know that somebody else on your team has that yeah. and you can count on them? So have a little fun with it too. And appreciating the strengths that other people come with because gosh, your strength, someone wants it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, especially as women, when we aren't really thinking through this, find ourselves cornered and then overwhelmed and wondering, why do I think I have to do it all? Well, you've set yourself up for that. If you're not focusing on those top strengths. Yeah. I agree. Well, great to talk to you. I can't see how, I can't wait to see how your certification goes with clients. And if you have a team building kind of retreat, how that goes. So let us know. I'm eager to get started. So I'll All let right. you. Okay. Good. good. Thank you. Have a good one.